0: Hey everybody, it's Chris Biersack, Beersack and Baroni, right about now. This is our APMA special. I'm recording this the week after the Alternative Press Music Awards and also after I've been to Warp Tour 2016 in Cincinnati. So today, the entire episode is going to be about the APMAs and a little bit about uh, Warp Tour. Uh, I want to kind of get into the entire weekend and what a weekend it was. Um, we started out in Columbus, Ohio on uh, Sunday night, came into Columbus on Sunday night. All kinds of things going on uh, in Columbus uh, when we got in, uh, including a bag lady convention. And I don't mean the the traditional bag lady convention where um, people are out on the street homeless and have bags. I mean, this was a convention for a company or a brand, I believe, called 31, which is uh, like a... Ladies selling bags to other ladies. Uh, I don't know what kind of bags. They had brochures they were talking about it the entire night. My wife and I were uh, in close proximity. And they actually referred to themselves as bag ladies. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, seemed like a genuinely nice group of folks. But uh, it was kind of bizarre to have a mixing of the bag lady convention along with the, what, for all intents and purposes, was a rock and roll convention. Uh, this was a very, very exciting night for all of us who were involved because uh, uh, the APMAs was because for the last three years, this has been the only awards ceremony strictly uh, based on the rock and roll community. Uh, you know, as, as many of us know, the Grammys um, kind of neglect or ignore true rock and roll so this is our night. This was a big night for the scene. It was a big night for the rock and roll community. So it was really really a, a, a good time. First of all, I want to say the people that were running this event couldn't have been more professional. Uh, everything ran smoothly. It really boils down to Mike Shea and Jason Pettigrew and uh, the folks at AP who do just tremendous job. Also, Josh Bernstein, who is the guy who... Pretty much runs the show. This is the third year of the Alternative Press Music Awards, and I would have to say, without question, that it improves every single year. As a televised event, in this particular case, uh, streaming on Twitch TV, uh, and also obviously through Amazon. Uh, I think that those who watched the first year and last year have seen an improvement, uh, and it was a first-class event all the way. I'll get to the AP. I'll get to the uh, APMA's red carpet. Situation in the interviews that we did a little bit lo- later, uh, and I'm also going to play for you in order the interviews that I did. Um, I will go over at the end of this podcast uh, the various artists that I talked to in the sequential order. Uh, unfortunately, some of the audio that I that I recorded uh, didn't pick up well enough for me to include it. Um, we tried to hit the highlights of the folks that we talked to. Most of them, as I said in earlier podcasts, were people. Who uh, are what we call friends of Beersec, People that I've known uh, for in various for a variety of different reasons, primarily because they've either played on tours with Andy or they're his friends, uh, people that he's run into. But we had a we had a, a cross section of uh, uh, the pop punk world and the harder rock world, and uh, it was really fun to talk to those to those folks. Um, the event itself was incredible. Probably the most diverse group of artists that we've ever had uh, at the APMA's, um, and and really realistically, it all it all kind of uh, kicked off because of the quality of the hosts. I think uh, Alex and Jack, uh, Alex Gaskarth and Jack Bearcat, did just a tremendous job this year as the host of the event yeah there's a lot of dick jokes and a lot of sophomoric humor and everything else uh that some people may not like uh if you've if you watched average joe and enjoy it like i do you know that i have no problem with sophomoric humor uh (laughs) but they kept it moving and they kept it interesting and it and just good guys too very um I don't think people. A lot of people in the Blackville Brides community may not know a lot about All Time Low, but obviously Ryan played on Andy's uh, Andy Black album. Ryan Dawson, who's the drummer, and uh, I didn't know much about Jack or about Alex. Uh, only—they've never toured together. Obviously, Blackville and All Time Low have never toured together. Although that would be a great tour, um, but just good guys, you know. And also, what I notice is when i see guys who are hosting but when they come out during the performances of the artists from the backstage and actually watch the artists performing from the front of the house that tells me a lot about the individuals so i i I noticed that um they had tyler posey from the i don't know what the name of the show is but it's some kind of a teen wolf thing that i would assume is on mtv i don't know uh, i've seen his face before, so I know he's been in other things but uh he he did a good job too you know that the the event in and of itself started off very positively, a lot of fun, a lot of good humor involved um The other thing that I thought was interesting about it was clearly they were they used the Republican national convention going on in Cleveland as kind of their their platform or their their how they were going to run this thing and they used that in in, in a very uh, clever way uh we had the presidential election if you will the president of the apmas between jack and alex and they kept running that throughout the entire evening so that kind of kept things moving it was a four-hour event and so in some ways it may have been run over a little over more than four hours but in some ways you would say man that is so long but in other ways i really enjoyed it because they were allowing and showing um, all kinds of different artists. They gave everybody an opportunity. They tried to involve as many people who were on the Warp Tour, even baby bands, uh, tried to involve them in the APMAs, which, is, as, we, as you'll find out from some of the interviews that I did, was really exciting for a lot of these younger bands. Just imagine your first Warp Tour. That's exciting enough. But to be in a situation where you're now walking the red carpet alongside you know, certain bands that you probably grew up idolizing, or uh, you're now presenting, uh, or you're, guest, you're coming on stage and, and, and being a guest vocalist with a, with a band that's performing. All of these things that Mike Shea and his group at Alternative Press uh, have allowed for and have uh, encouraged in these Alternative Press Music Awards are things that are seen vitally needed and i think it i think it really is bringing the scene together if it was fractured at any point in time due to the, the different types of music i think that that is being repaired uh as a result of the apmas so uh it, it was a great night I'll, i will mention some of the folks that i that i talked to uh and this won't be that long of a uh, of a discussion uh, because i do want to play the interviews for you at the end of this podcast so that you can hear them uh we we started out by talking to will gold of creeper and some of the folks from creeper uh, the rest of the band were all there um and that was a lot of fun will was actually in the, and creeper were actually the first uh, people that i saw on the red carpet and then came over to talk to me um it was they're doing a a, a Uh, headlining tour here in the united states so if you have an opportunity and you're in a city where where uh, creepers playing please uh go check them out uh will performed uh on stage with i can't remember who it was with um I don't remember. I, I, I it's terrible for me to say while well, I'm recording this podcast, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit this. So I'm just gonna say he performed and he did well. And those of you who watched the APMA's, you will uh, remember who it was with. I for whatever reason cannot recall who it was with. Um, Juliet Sims was next on the red carpet, and that was a lot of fun. Obviously, it's the first time I've had an opportunity to talk to Juliet since uh, she became. Uh, mrs andy Biersack. so having juliet on the red carpet and uh, talking to my daughter-in-law it was good and i think you'll hear how uh, uh comfortable and and uh, excited both of us were to have that opportunity uh, i was next to tory kravitz who was uh, the ap uh, I'm, I'm sorry the uh warp tour correspondent uh, along with uh, nick major from uh warp tour those he's doing the ap side of things Corey is actually the pit reporter for uh, the uh, warp tour and, and she's been doing that for a couple of years now tori started out uh you know in a lot of ways that many people do in in the uh, with youtube or with it, trying to get their foot in the door in rock and roll uh she started out doing her own interviews and she's been doing them for quite a while it's funny we talk i've known her uh, through the internet or i've known her through um youtube and 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 those kind of things for a number of years particularly through twitter but it's very rare that i get an opportunity to to be around her or talk to her for any length of time and the fact was we were actually co-located on the red carpet in the same area so we had an opportunity in between artists to kind of chat and talk a a while and even took a selfie together she's a very uh a beautiful young woman i'm very proud of her i don't want to say that in some type of a I don't. I, I I told her I don't want to sound that to sound patronizing or uh, or condescending in any way, shape, or form. But uh, it's cool. It's cool when I see the, the kids who are you know they 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 did it. They they took the time to make the videos, to learn, to experience how to do things and how not to do things. And then they watch the old videos that they made and they kind of say that they're a little cringy because they're not as professional as they are now, obviously, but. Until you start doing it, whether it's music, whether it's videos, anything, until you start really doing it, you're not going to get any better at it. So she's fantastic now. She does a tremendous job, and it was a lot of fun hanging out and talking to her. Uh, Then, after Juliet, we had Andy and and, uh, Cece came out, and we talked to them. Uh, We also had, obviously, in their entourage, if you will, John Feldman was there, and so was Mikey Way, Quinn Allman. Uh, was a part of that which was really really cool to see all five of them walk in the red carpet together uh the interview that we did with andy and cc was a lot of fun um you know the whole the, the focus obviously uh, other than andy and the super group if you will was on cc Cece and cc's uh nomination for best drummer uh cc was very nervous um not only nervous about uh, about the, uh, the the nomination and 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 winning, although he was, if you'll hear the interview, he's very positive about the Blackville Brides fans and the BVB army. He always, I think, all the guys in the band feel like if they're nominated, they got a decent chance of winning. Uh, but probably more nervous, he he was more nervous about uh, if he did win uh, his acceptance speech. You know, he was he was like a. a uh, intelligent young man he kind of planned out what he was going to say but as it turned out he had so many people that he was going to list that he was going to thank that it almost became overwhelming i think a conversation that he had with andy uh about it um it turned his mind to uh, focusing on the important things not every single person uh that he that he wanted to to thank because i think he was worried that he was going to leave somebody out so uh, you'll, as uh, those of you who are hearing the podcast now, if you've watched the APMAs, if you've seen the video of CC's acceptance speech, you know, that, uh, you know, he, ta- he thanks the band. Uh, he thanks the, you know, the, the people, uh, his sponsors, the, his drum sponsors and a few other folks, but primarily he uses it as a, as an opportunity to, uh, talk about, uh, the music world, bring people together. And I thought that was a really, uh, uh intelligent and, uh, uh and uh, touching uh, statement that CeCe made. So if you haven't seen the video, please check it out. Uh, Then we talked to uh, another Ohio guy, uh, Caleb Shomo from Bare Tooth. And uh, it's funny because back-to-back-to-back we had uh, Andy, Caleb, and then we had Levi Benton from Miss May I. All three of those guys are Ohio guys. Uh, Caleb's from Columbus. He was in his hometown, so that was really exciting for him. He was playing at the... at the uh, value city arena uh Schottenstein center obviously that's uh his hometown and 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 I, I asked him in the interview whether or not he'd ever gone to ohio state basketball games and, and he said yeah he sure had so that would have been a lot of fun i remember when andy first played riverbend in the main uh theater where uh, he used to go to sh- shows and see you know kiss and motley crew and other bands and the first time he played that how exciting that was for him so I, you know, Caleb said he's seen rock shows there, and he's, seen, uh, uh, he's also seen uh, Ohio State play uh, basketball games there. So, clearly, that would have been a lot of fun for him. That would be the equivalent for Andy uh, of going up playing a show at Riverbend. So, and then we talked, like I said, we talked to Levi, and Levi uh, from Miss May. I, this is the third year in a row that Levi has been at the, uh, at the uh, Alternative Press Music Awards. So it's always good to see him. He's a Cincinnati guy, uh, Reds and Bengals fan like Andy is. First thing he said when I saw him on the uh, red carpet was, how are the Bengals going to do this year, of course. And uh, I met Levi in, uh, in at a Reds game. He was by himself. I was by myself. I introduced myself to him. And, uh, you know, always root for Miss May-Eye. The guys in the band are great guys. And Levi Benton, he he couldn't be a a nicer guy and a more genuine guy. So always proud of the Cincinnati boys. Felt like Cincinnati and uh, Columbus did themselves quite well, if you want to include the guys from 21 Pilots, who um, weren't able to be there that night, but they walked away with the big prizes. They got the Artist of the Year and the Album of the Year. Uh, Blackville last year won the Album of the Year. So it was a big night for, for Ohio. And, and, of course, since it, the, uh, the show was in the state capital of Ohio, having uh, Andy, uh, Caleb, who performed with Beartooth, and they did a tremendous job. Um, uh, Levi being there as a presenter. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, 21 pilots weren't able to be there. They were in Seattle, but they did a lot of taped, uh, or I guess they said live from satellite Uh, acceptance speeches it was a big night for ohio so then we had an opportunity to talk to cody carson of set it off and the guys from set it off were also uh, in the general area around him Uh, a nicer group of guys i don't think you're going to find it would be almost impossible for me uh, to think of guys that have just toured with blackville on the black mass that's the reason that i that i primarily know them that i became more um, excited about them as a band and also about just as as just guys that you wanted to talk to or hang out with those of you who have seen set it off or who know set it off know how infectious their music is and what j- genuinely good guys they are they're the kind of band that that you root for not just because um, you love the music that they play but just because you can relate to them you know they're so gracious they're so excited about the opportunities that that they have this is not something that they that they kind of uh uh you know every step along the way for them as as a career they've been uh, embraced they've embraced it and they've been very enthusiastic about it so and i and i did see them on the on warp tour um the you know then later in the week and uh, hung out with them for a while, and. They just put a smile on your face. Great guys. Uh, And, you know, like I said, if you have an opportunity to see Set It Off, they come into any town that you're in, uh, do yourself a favor and see them. Um, I, I don't know how to describe their music other than to say, if you take the best elements of a boy band and combine that with, like, a punk rock or a pop punk, that's what you get. There's a soulfulness to what they do. Um, the songs are catchy as hell and the stage show, particularly Cody Carson, he is one of the best front men that I've seen. I mean, legitimately one of the best front men that I've seen in years, um, And, you know, what's funny about that is that Andy told me about Set It Off before I really knew who they were. He said that he he met them on Warp Tour in 2013. This was before the Black Mass, and uh, that was one of the reasons that he selected them as a a supporting act for Black Mass was because he met Cody, and he liked him so much, and he liked the guys in that band. And even though they really musically are not very similar to Blackville, Blackville obviously being a much heavier band, um, he was... he was inquisitive and he wanted to learn things from Andy and he wanted to ask him questions and he was he was interested in learning about a variety of different things that he thought Andy could help him with and Andy thought that was uh an intelligent move on somebody's part to try to figure out what's the next step for me or what's the next step for my band how how do I who can I learn from who's you know who's gotten to a point where I want to get to and uh, that's what kind of how they became friends so Uh, Not to say too much about uh, Set It Off, Uh, you know, I couldn't say enough, I couldn't praise them enough. Let's just put it that way. I could not praise them enough. So then after that, we talked to JR of Less Than Jake. JR and Andy are very good friends. JR was at Andy's wedding. And uh, I wound up uh, being a guest of Less Than Jake, of JR's, on the uh, Warp Tour uh, stop in Cincinnati and uh jr took care of me um such a nice guy fantastic band by the way if you haven't seen less than jake they are kind of a warp tour staple and have been uh, they probably played every other year and one of those bands that if you haven't seen them you're really missing out not only are you missing out on a great band musically and you really should check them out on youtube or whatever to see some of their videos but you can't really get you can't really get how how much fun it is to go to a less than jake show unless you're there there's so many things that are going on they do everything they possibly can during the course of the show to make it entertaining for the fans and here's what i did note about less than jake that you don't really see from the crowd, but you do when you're on stage. Because I was on stage to watch their set, and I've seen them probably a half dozen times. Um, one of the things that you don't notice is that when they start playing, because they're not a, uh, you know, they're they're an older band, and and Warp Tour tends to have a younger crowd. W- one of the things that you don't really notice is uh, the amount of people that, as they're playing. Start gravitating towards the, the, where they play. They start out and their crowd isn't that huge. It's big enough. People have, by word of mouth know that they're they're a great band, live band to see. They got the two horn players. You know they're they kind of have a ska feel to them. Um, but because of all the crazy things that they do during the show, and I don't want to give away their show, uh, other than to say that there's something going on all the time. They've got the, all the bells and whistles. They they utilize. Everything that they can do, including shooting stuff out into the crowd and, and uh, you know, body or, uh, surfing with those giant boats and mascots and shooting toilet paper things. And, I mean, I, I really can't do it justice by talking about it on a podcast other than to say when you see them from behind the stage and you see how hard they're working – and how many things go into it their crew is amazing their crew works so hard they've got guys running around doing all kinds of stuff during the show um you you really it's an it's a really cool thing to see how many folks kind of gravitate over towards them as they're as they're performing so again if if warp tour is not uh past you in the city that you're in and you're hearing this uh, do yourself a favor and check out Less Than Jake. And if Warp Tour is over and they come to your town, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's going to be a great night. You're going to walk away. You're going to be feeling very, very uh, uplifted and happy. And that's pretty much what a rock show is all about, you know. So uh, I just want to thank JR for uh, a great day at Warp Tour, for being so nice and taking care of this old man, and uh, for being such a good friend to Andy. All the guys in uh, Less Than Jake are, are, are really um uh, nice guys very supportive and again they're not a similar band they are a uh you know a pop punk band ska style uh you wouldn't necessarily equate them and blackville at any point in time together but i think that over a period of time these bands have be- have come to um they have learned to love if you will each other's music and each other's talents and they value each other's friendships and I think that's what the APMAs and Warp Tour really do for the for the community for the rock community for these bands I think not only for the bands but for the fans as well you're seeing all these different bands and you realize you can like five different styles of music if you will or however many you can like 20 different bands you don't necessarily have to stick to one style or one look or whatever you can like everything i did uh, at warp tour that day if you know the the bands that i tweeted out that i watched that day you know there was an incredible amount of variety and that's one of the beauties of uh, beautiful things about warp tour you can see all different kinds of bands Uh, I also had an opportunity to talk to Gustav Wood of Young Guns, and some of the guys from Young Guns were hanging around while I was doing the interview as well. Um, Great young band out of the UK, Uh, probably from London. I I I gauged that just based upon the conversation. Not quite certain, but I do know that uh, that they were highly recommended by Anna Gulliver, who is the. uh, You guys may know her as Anna Mazza. on you on twitter she is blackville brides publicist she also is the publicist for uh, blink 182 the publicist for um for uh, steel panther she's uh, obviously the publicist for uh, for young guns but she's bvb's uk publicist and uh, she recommended this band and so when their their u.s publicist contacted me i wanted to have an opportunity to check to talk to them and great group of guys um very talented. If you haven't seen their videos, you really should check them out. Just, uh, uh, you know, again, different than Black Veil Brides, um, but a band that's got incredible amount of promise, and I fully expect to see them, uh, like, they were get presenting, I, get best, I guess, Best International Band or, or Best New International Band. I, w- I can't recall. the. I think it was Best International Band. They presented that award, or at least Gustav did, with a, a couple of other vocalists and uh i joked with them but it really isn't a joke that they could be winning that in the in the future so it was great to talk to that the, those those guys did not get an opportunity to see their set because it conflicted with another uh, set that i wanted to see um that day people that i had already promised that i was going to go check their set out so i didn't have an opportunity to see them but uh, um it's uh you know, obviously, it's it's always a good. It, most of the people that I talked to were very complimentary, very positive, and excited about Andy's performance that night. Um, the fact that he was going to be performing with uh, with John Feldman from Goldfinger and and one of the best producers in the history of pop punk or the history of our scene, uh, also Mikey Way uh, of Electric Century and My Chemical Romance, and and of course. You know, you, you, you got Quinn uh, Allman from Veda Wave and, the, and formerly of the Used. And CeCe on drums, I mean, it's that's a super group. And that was a lot of fun to see. And I thought that they did a tremendous job that night. And uh, uh, finally, we talked to Matt Hefe. Or Heffy. I'm sorry. And, you know, I always say that. I've, but for years and years, I've always called him Matt Hefey, And then I've heard other people reference him as Matt Hefe. So I'm going to go with Matt Hefe. Uh, regardless, Matt of Trivium. Uh, and i really looked forward to that i knew matt was going to be at the apmas and they used to i used to see matt at the revolver golden gods and of course trivium is a hard rock heavy band a metal band um they fit in quite nicely with the uh, with the um, revolver golden gods bands that were there um and it was fun to see him at the apmas it really was because um I never would have necessarily, two years ago when the APMA started, I never would have thought of a band like uh, Trivium or Papa Roach or some of the other bands that were performing. I never would have thought of them uh, at the APMAs. Clearly, uh, Baby Metal with Rob Halford that night would have been something that it wouldn't have even been on my radar as far as where the Alternative Press Music Awards were going to go. But, number one, Matt might be one of the most uh, easygoing um, genuine guys that you could talk to He's, it started out that way i mean the first time we met the guy it, when andy was like uh, 12 13 years old we took andy to a trivium show uh they were playing with um, danzig who andy obviously uh, andy andy wanted to see danzig but he was already a trivium fan at that point and the band that he wanted up meeting the band that he wanted to meet that night was trivium um and we met matt and it was a lot of fun because Andy, as a kid, wanted to get into music. He was already starting to take uh, guitar lessons. He wanted to be in a band. He was too young to be in a band at that point, although he came with a kid who was also who was a drummer. And, and Andy and this kid used to kind of rehearse in our garage, um, you know, just he playing guitar and singing and the, guy playing, the other guy playing drums. But I just remember that Matt was so um, encouraging and positive. And he showed Andy that night uh in uh, you know uh, a rock club in in uh, kentucky he showed andy that it's possible to uh i think it was at the i think it was at the madison theater in uh newport kentucky is that newport i don't remember blueport covington i get confused doesn't really matter does it to most of you because you're not from cincinnati and you don't care uh but anyway it was at uh i think it was at the madison theater and he showed andy matt did that um, rock stars are not gods. They are not. They are normal guys who worked hard and wanted something badly enough. And they practiced and rehearsed and they got better at what, at their instruments and they got better at writing songs. And they made it. And that was a good opportunity for Andy to sit down and talk to somebody and see, yeah, he did it. I can do it. And you know, kind of, Andy took that. Uh, Matt's been always supportive of Andy over the years, and of uh, Black Veil. And even though their their paths haven't crossed from uh, the standpoint of they don't they haven't toured together or anything like that, their music and their fan bases are different. Um, it was really cool to talk to Matt for him to be there. I would have loved to see him perform, uh, and maybe sometime in the future, if Black p- performs or whatever, Matt can come on stage and join them, or uh, or in in some capacity. Uh, if Trivium is playing, Andy can c- come on stage and join them. I think that would be a lot of fun to see. Anyway, it was great to see Matt. Uh, he was he tried to to uh, contact me during the course of the show, and I didn't see his messages until after the show was over with. So unfortunately, uh, we didn't have an opportunity during the show to touch base. But uh, it was it was great to see him, and I hope to see him again real soon. Finally, the last uh, uh, artist on the on the uh, red carpet that I interviewed was austin knight of water parks a a new band kind of a pop punkish band that was out there he also performed that night came on stage and performed uh, as a guest performer and again can't remember who it was with but i remember it <laughs> isn't it terrible i mean if i watched the apmas again and i would de- definitely remember exactly who it was with you guys are listening to this podcast uh i'm sure are saying you know who it was don't you remember but no, I don't. I don't. I can't recall exactly who it was. I want to say he did it with Neck Deep, but I'm sure I'm probably wrong about that. He might have done it with, uh, you know, somebody else. I, I don't know. All I know is that uh, that my boy Will was on early and did a uh, and did a nice uh, guest solo, and that uh, um, Austin came on later on and uh, did something, uh, and uh, both of them did a fantastic job um and their guest spots and it's always fun to see the younger bands uh, come on i don't want to call them baby bands but the younger bands come on and do a guest solo i think that's really cool i remember when andy wound up joining um, the misfits on stage two years ago at the apma's so what a big experience that was for him as somebody who was a lifetime misfits fan so it's um you know something that uh, that uh, austin and and will, will probably always remember and hopefully as their careers continue to develop. Um, there will be bands or there will be artists who come down the line who years from now will will guest with them when they're performing. And finally, and I shouldn't say finally as in le- that this was like the end of it, but it was probably one of the, the, the more ex- uh, fun things for me to do. Um, yeah, I guess we saved the best for last, if you will, as I had an opportunity to talk to some fans who were lining the red carpet, looking uh, to take pictures and say hi to their favorite artists. Uh, And I went and talked to some of the Blackville Brides fans who were in attendance. And that was a lot of fun. You know, I don't know how the audio will sound to you. You won't know specifically who the fans are. Uh, In fact, I probably had to stop and take some pictures with some fans, um, which was, you know, is always a a privilege for me. It's an honor when people ask to have their picture taken with me, whether it's at an event like that or it's Warp Tour or one of Andy's shows or whatever, that's, Huge honor and a privilege for me that fans uh, think enough of me and enough of uh, my you know my social media, including Twitter and and the podcast that they want to talk to me or they want to have a picture taken with me. So I appreciate that. We had a lot of fun talking about what was going to happen that night. Uh, the you know it had just been announced shortly before uh, I talked to them that Andy was going to be playing with Quinn and Mikey john and Cece, so everybody was enthusiastic about it they talked about the various bands that they wanted to see and so that was good too and uh you know it was uh you'll hear in the interview that uh, everybody's jacked up and excited for the show um and so that was kind of the end of the interviews then we you know after the interviews were over we did the uh, the performances started up uh i've already mentioned some of the highlights from the show i will say that the uh the baby metal Rob Halford thing, was, uh, was a lot of people were jacked up about that. Most of the artists that were on the floor kind of got close to the barriers because they all wanted to see that. I'm not – I love seeing Rob Halford. Let me let's first of all say that before I say anything else. I love seeing Rob Halford. I love seeing him at the APMAs. I thought that was really cool, and I also think that he's a really uh, a good guy because he's interested in um, – He's one of those guys who's been in hard rock and heavy metal for, you know, for 30, 40 years, whatever it is. And he wants to see the genre thrive and he wants to see rock and roll continue on and be huge or be where even where it was when Judas Priest was in their heyday. So I think that's a really cool thing for him. Um, I still don't get the baby metal thing. I'm sorry. I really don't. I'm not saying I don't get that they're they're band. Their band is amazing. Okay, this band that plays is awesome and the guys that are in that band their drummer their guitarist everything else they can play anything they were playing some judas priest covers that were spot on i mean just tremendous i just don't get the i just don't get the the uh the, the it's like a cheerleading routine with japanese girls wearing dresses and doing karate moves and and I just don't get it. I'm sorry. And I know that there's people <laughs> that I'm sure that I'm not saying it's bad. Okay. I'm not saying it's that it's, it's entertaining. It's clearly entertaining. And if that's your primary thing is that you just want something that's entertaining, that's great. Obviously that's, that's why they're attracting a lot of, I just don't get it. It seems to me like it's a derivative of what hard rock or heavy metal is. It's like a gimmick. You know, it's like, it's literally like having a cheerleading contest. Uh, people yelling out, you know, and then in high-pitched voices sounding like Mickey Mouse. Um, and then metal underneath it. I, again, I enjoyed it from a standpoint of watching it. I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was, it didn't move me like, like a, a metal band or a hard rock band normally does. It didn't move me. It just kind of made me chuckle a little bit. But... More power to them. They got a great fan base. They got a lot of people that love them. As you'll find out, I was in the minority when I talked to people on the red carpet, and I asked them who they were looking forward to seeing that night. There was a number of artists who said Baby Metal can't wait to see Baby Metal, and when they played, clearly most of the artists that were in there uh, walked over and uh, to the barriers or stood up to see them play. So, but I will say this much: my boy uh, Blasco, who was at the table with us, also agreed with me. He didn't get it either. So. <laughs> Andy thought it was hilarious he said it was entertaining as fuck i'm not really sure if i can if i can gauge whether he liked it or he didn't like it but you know we were all smiling we all thought it was pretty funny so if either way whether you're laughing or whether you're moved by it emotionally or whatever it was entertaining so that's all i'm going to say about baby metal um other performances that that uh, i thought were uh were exciting and, and fun uh clearly i enjoyed good charlotte i thought good charlotte uh set that night was was fantastic it was great to see them out there uh the co- you really forget about what a great band good charlotte is and what a great album uh the young and the restless was because uh it was you know 2002 is when that album came out and they were at their height they were at their zenith they got they wound up winning a classic album award uh, for that album, they played uh, quite a few songs from it, so it was a lot of fun to see them. Obviously, they had a huge uh, influence on the Andy Black album. They were involved in it; they were in the studio, they did backing vocals, and a variety of different things. So it was a lot of fun uh, to see them and to be thankful for what they did for Andy. Uh, I've, you know, it's my understanding that they've said some real positive things about him, not only in the press but also at some of their shows, which is you know as as a dad who used to see his kids sing in the anthem in his bedroom and would video record that stuff uh it's kind of you know we're talking 12 13 years later uh there andy is as one of their peers and it's a really exciting thing i'm trying to think of the other performances that night that i really enjoyed papa roach i don't really get to see papa roach all that much they're they're the seeing the festivals the shows that they normally play are more geared towards the hard rock or the classic rock so i don't really should get to see them much but jacoby shaddix is something special when it comes to a front man that guy is amazing and they sound great um you know you again you forget how many great songs that uh, papa roach has had and uh they just and also he's a good guy you know he's a guy who's in the pit rooting on all the other bands he's the guy who's you know, despite the fact that he's been around for a while and he's a and he's a very uh, well known rock star, uh, he's there genuinely rooting for everybody else. And you know, you notice that about guys. And I know that that, that sounds weird, but you really do. That's kind of one of those things where, you're, if you're sitting close to somebody, um, it, whether at the table or you see them in the pit or you see them walking around, and you see how genuinely enthusiastic they are, even backstage, you know, it kind of really it really. Uh, Kind of speaks to the character of the individual. So, you know, big ups to uh, Jacoby Shaddix f- for uh, f- not only for for fantastic performance with Papa Roach that night, but also for just being a genuinely good dude. Again, the APMA's is different from the Revolver Golden Gods. It's some of the uh, the folks from. Revolver Golden Gods, who are now making their way to the APMAs because there is no more Revolver Golden Gods. I wasn't really sure, and I don't know if I was critical, but I was tr- questioning it. I was trying to figure out how it was all going to work because they're two different worlds. But, you know, Matt kind of ma- made me understand that w- what a great thing it is that it's all kind of blending together, that there is one thing. And so maybe alternative press music is going to start covering some of these uh, harder bands. It would be nice if they did because it's funny. Black veil initially wasn't accepted by alternative press because they were too heavy, and Revolver magazine, on the other hand, was more accepting of them because of their image and because of of uh, you know how hard the heavy their music is. It took a while for AP to kind of come around, and that was primarily because Black veil was blowing it up on the Warp tour. The Warp tour crowd. And the fans of Blackville Brides, who come from the Warped Tour scene, made uh, covering Blackville Brides acceptable for alternative magazines and alternative press. So I think that a lot of that. I think that uh, you will see more hard rock bands uh, at the uh, APMA's in the future. Um, and then, of course, I'd be. It would be. Uh, I have to talk about the uh, Anti-Black performance uh first of all having jr and uh, chris from uh, Lesson jake come on and uh int- and do the introduction for andy was perfect i didn't know who was going to do the intro uh but when i saw that jr was a part of that uh, it seemed perfect to me i wish that he would have been able to be on stage with them uh playing because that would but the songs that they did didn't have the horns in them so having instead him doing the introduction of andy and and the and uh john um quinn Mikey and CeCe was perfect and uh, you know they wound up doing uh, louder than your love to start out with and they also did uh we don't have to dance they were supposed to be this is probably the first time that anybody's known this but there were supposed to be much more time in between the songs where Andy was going to uh do some of the Andy Black routine that he does uh, uh you know that he's done in the u.s uh tour i don't know if he's going to be able to do all that when they play in uh, mexico australia and japan it's possible i mean obviously in mexico and australia um uh, english is if not a first it's a second language for in the, for mexico and the first language for uh, australia but the jokes and the things that he talks about and the references that he makes probably play better in the U.S. than they would anywhere else. I think the fans here uh, can pick up on the, on his humor a little bit easier than they would other places, just because of the accent and some of those things. So we'll see how that goes. He probably will just add a song or two uh, in instead of uh, talking as much on the Mexican um australian and in the the, when they go to japan and play the show in japan but um you know that was a lot of fun to to uh to see him on the stage with those guys i just wish he would have had more time to talk to the crowd and for more people to see that part of the andy black um persona it uh supposed to be he was going to tell some jokes and he was going to talk about some things he was even going to talk about you know uh, kind of self-effacing jokes about his uh on-stage demeanor some of the things that he that he said in the past kind of make fun of that talk about his acceptance speech at the revolver golden gods yada 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 a lot of things that uh, i think a lot of people would have got a kick out of but he couldn't do that because the show was long running so long that it was uh they actually told him don't say anything in between songs at all just do the two songs and then get off but you know andy wanted to talk about or at least wanted to introduce the other guys that were up on the stage with him this is a super group and he was so excited enthusiastic about the fact that uh these guys took their time to rehearse and learn the songs and then come out to uh, columbus to be a part of this with him it made it meant a lot to him and he didn't want to just gloss over that so even though jr mentioned them or chris mentioned them in the uh, intro that they did andy had to introduce everybody in the, the band that night that was performing with him and so uh, he did and then they played uh, uh, we don't have to dance and it was a great performance it was a lot of fun for for those of us who were there, it was fun to see Andy's friends uh, in the crowd who were excited about it, and uh, that's that's uh, as far as the performances. Those were the biggest uh, highlights of the night for me. Um, as far as the biggest highlight of the night, I think it'd be hard to argue that the biggest highlight wasn't Cece winning the uh, drummer of the. Uh, year award or the best drummer award i can never remember what it's called i know it's the scully and i know that uh that uh, cc had uh, he had a list of all the people that he was going to thank and before they were they were uh the category came up and he knew when the category was going to come up he was sitting at the table and i looked over at him and he had the list in his hand and his hands were shaking just a little bit and i'd never seen because cc's such a cool customer I mean, he's cash. He's he's chill. If you whatever words you want to use, that's Cece. But so it was the first time that I'd ever seen him, and he was it meant a lot to him to not, if he was going to win this thing, to make sure that he didn't screw it up. So number one, he was nervous to find out if he won. Number two, uh, he was, um, uh, you know, he was uh, nervous about the the speech. But I think at that point in time, he had already made up his mind that he was going to thank some basic people. He had already thanked the BVB Army several times uh, on the red carpet he, and, and in the interviews that they did. Um, if you watch the Nick Major interview, if you watch some of the other stuff that's up there, he definitely talks to uh, them about the BVB Army and how confident that he is. And how, you know, I think he even talks to Tori if you've seen Tori's interview, if that hasn't been published yet. But if it has, uh, you'll see in the interview that he did with her that he always feels uh, uh, that they got a, a good chance. Or that Blackville has a good chance of winning because of you guys, because of the fans and how loyal and supportive you are. And of course you did, you did it again. You that's three years in a row. blackville has been nominated three years in a row that they've won a Scully. Uh, you guys have done it for them in the past at the revolver golden gods. You've done it at the, for the Kerrang awards. Um, it's amazing. It's and uh, when CC one, um, you couldn't have had a happier group of people at that table. Everybody that was there was so enthusiastic and excited. It was good to see my boy Steve from uh, Warp Tour. Steve, uh, most m- may, many of you may know Steve as the Trojan Man. If you've ever been to Warp Tour, he used to work the Trojan Tent. I don't think the Trojan has a tent anymore. I, at least I didn't see it. I saw Steve wearing a Trojan uh, shirt. Trojan, for those of you who don't know, is a condom company. Uh but I guess two years ago Warp Tour was or however many years ago it was three years ago. Warp Tour was really promoting safe sex. Now they just say the hell with it. No, just kidding. And uh but it was good to see Steve. I saw Steve again at uh Warp Tour. I saw my boy Chuck at Warp Tour. See the guys that uh that uh those are two of the guys that when I went to the Warp Tour several years ago, um they were uh like just became close friends with just saw them regularly throughout warp tour hung out with them for two weeks and really appreciated uh, what what great guys they are they're there every every year they work uh, i believe that they work for uh kevin lyman and, and warp tour so they have different functions every year now as opposed to working for a, a sponsor but um you know they're just a part of it so when cc one, and he's walking to the to the uh uh, up the steps or he's heading up heading towards the steps after he kind of uh uh hugs everybody in in our party and and they gave Tiffany his girlfriend a kiss um he gives Steve a big hug before he goes up there so if you don't know who the guy is that he gives a big hug to uh, right before he heads up the steps that's Steve from uh, Warp Tour and you'll see Steve if you go to Warp Tour you've probably seen him before um I believe this year he's working with uh, with uh, a group that uh, I don't want to say it's a make a wish group, but it's uh, people who may donate. I'm not really sure, but they may donate blood and then they get to go backstage and meet the band or something along those lines. Uh, I I didn't really get that clear clarified. Um, So that was, that was the event, man. That was the evening. And then we kind of hung around for a while in the, in the, uh, they had a really nice uh, dressing room for Andy and the guys from, uh, from that were in his, uh, super group that night. Uh, I don't know if it was like a basketball locker room dressing. Room. It was really nice. And, uh, you know, it was a great event. You guys made it happen for Andy and you made it happen for CC, uh, to make it such a great night. And I don't know what I can say to thank you enough for it. Every time that we asked the Blackville Brides fans to, you know, to, to be devoted and dedicated and get, and vote and do the things that are necessary to make the event really special you guys do it so i hope when you watch these things the streaming uh video or you watch it on tv and you see the event itself i hope you experience the same level of excitement and pride in the guys performing and winning awards as we do uh as they do because you're such a big part of it. If it weren't for you, it wouldn't happen. And it's a family. And, and when I say, you know, friendship, family, and loyalty, I believe that the Blackville Brides fan base, and the BVB Army in particular, kind of encompasses all three of those things. We have become a community. We have become a group who encourages not only the band, but encourages each other. And to see some of these bands... And I'll talk about a little bit about that before I wrap this up, see some of these bands on Warp Tour and talk to them and have them find out and find out from them that, you know, Blackvale was a huge influence on them, that Andy's been a huge influence on them. To know that and to know that they were a part of the BVB Army, that's really cool you know i mean that's all of these things that i'm seeing whether it's artists whether it's people who are who are uh, succeeding in various other ways who are part of our fan base and have been for years uh it's just so much so much fun it's to me that's one of the coolest things when i talk to somebody and they say yeah Blackville had a huge influence on me Blackville was a big part of me growing up uh you know we talked to the guys from farewell my love in the past uh, and they just put an album out by the way that is just killer you've got if you haven't picked up uh farewell's new album please go check it out go to their twitter page and get a uh get the link so that you can download it on itunes and listen to it because this is going to be one of your favorite albums they have grown so much as artists and obviously adding uh, a, a guitarist the quality of london mcguffey uh to what they already had as uh it made them an even better band so i digress but i just wanted to bring bring that up but it's really exciting for me that uh that a band like that who was influenced heavily by blackvale is succeeding it was fun for me to talk to um the guys from uh, palais royale i hope i said that right i've always said palais royale but um uh, you know, to meet those guys, to watch their set, to hang out with them for a while and talk to them, to find out that uh, Andy and Blackfell were such a big influence on them um, and how ex- how positive they were about what Blackfell did to kind of open the scene up to more a theatrical presentation at Warp Tour in particular. And uh, in, in general, just people accepting bands who were bringing that That uh, artistic, theatrical, rock sound and image back. um, That's a great band for fans of Blackville to uh, check out. I said in a tweet uh, that I was watching them. They reminded me so much of a young BVB. Not musically, because they're different musically. They're more bluesy than Blackville is um reminded me a little more of a, a you know kind of a bluesy punk if you will a damned and lords of the new church with a lot of blues behind it uh singer's got a a, a very interesting kind of ai want to say a, his his voice is hard to describe but it reminds me of he is a blues type of, uh, of singer um but the band itself is clearly thought of their image as well as the great music that they played and that made it more fun for me to see them amongst amongst quite a few bands that aren't really interested in that and that's fine because they were great bands i heard some great bands that day but i gotta be honest with you the bands that i got the biggest kick out of watching that day uh were bands like Palais royale were bands like motionless and white who just absolutely crushed it in their performance um and You know, you walk over there and you see um, Motionless in White and they are standing out like nobody else that's on that tour. They look at they they are they are giving it everything they've got to give you a visual presentation as well as great music uh, for you to walk away. There's something about that. That uh, Black Veil kind of started back in 2011 on Warp Tour when there was nobody else that was doing that. That you're seeing much more of now, and I think the scene is better for it. And I think that there's a lot of bands that have come around, whether they continue to wear a lot of makeup or they just they just wear uh, costuming or whatever it is. I think a lot of bands have learned from that, and because uh, there was a gap, there was a time between uh, uh, be, between you know, a band like um, My Chemical Romance or AFI, those kind of bands playing on Warp Tour and then Blackville. There was a number of years where there wasn't anybody like that. There was a lot of screamo and, there, and or pop punk. But nobody was putting on a theatrical show. Nobody was literally covering themselves in makeup on a 100-degree on days and giving it that much every single day to make sure that their audience uh, got to see something different, a show. And so, yeah, I love watching Motionless. I love watching Ghost solo, uh, Devin, the uh, bass player, because every time I see him, he looks completely different. And uh, I I dig that. I like that about them. So I had a great time watching them. Um, There was a number of bands that I saw. The Airs. Uh, a really good young band i'd never seen them before i saw them you know what's what made me curious was i saw people presenting at the apmas and i thought hmm, i'd like to check them out and so when i saw their name on the on the schedule at the at warp tour i decided i'm gonna go check them out so i saw the airs um very i think they're i think the the singers uh, one one's a guitarist and the other one is a singer the girl is a singer um, I think they're brother and sister. They look a lot alike. So if they're not, I, I apologize for that. But they 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 seemed very very comfortable around each other, and they looked they you know I saw a family resemblance. Just to put it that way. So, but I enjoyed them. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other bands that I saw. Uh, I did went I did go to see um, Sykes, who has a song on the uh, Warp Tour soundtrack called Gold Dust, which was. It just for whatever reason, that song just really kind of, uh, it was it became an earworm for me, and I couldn't get it out of my head. So I wanted to go see the band, and as it turned out, I walked by their merch tent, and they were there, and I talked to them, and then I went and checked out their set. And I wound up buying both of their albums that they had, and I've been listening to those in my car, uh, as well as the uh, Play Royale album that I bought uh, uh, from them and i've been uh, been enjoying that that's one of the cool things about warp tour is that you're going to see bands that you didn't know much about and uh you're going to hear uh their set and you're going to say you know what i want to take that home with me and guess what you can go right to their merch tent which is usually in particular the ones who are playing the smaller stages Their merch merch tents are usually pretty damn close to wherever they're playing, so you can walk right over there. And if you like what you're hearing, you can get the music and you can play it on your way home, which is what I did. Um, I saw Tonight Alive. I was really impressed with uh, Jenna McDougall and uh, her voice, and that band in particular, just a great band uh, from Australia, from Sydney, Australia. Um, I saw With Confidence. was another uh good band they didn't know anything about with confidence i saw their singer guest vocal uh doing the guest vocal during the apma so i wanted to check them out and i did talk to them again that's the weird thing is you most of these bands that are again playing the smaller stages you can go see them um at their merch tent pretty much right after the show they don't have many of them don't have merch guys they're just traveling in vans or sprinter vans, and they're selling their own merch when they're not playing. And so as much as it's fun to hang out at the main stage and see the big bands, if you will, um, and I did. I saw, uh, I, I saw f- uh, Falling in Reverse. Uh, uh, and first, uh, number one, I really enjoy watching Ronnie Radke because he is not only is he entertaining as hell, Uh, the bandit sounds fantastic, by the way. But not only is he entertaining as hell, but he's kind of a provocateur. Uh, He will tease and taunt the audience for not being loud enough or not saying this or that, which, uh, you know, it's kind of a punk rock thing to do. I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, He calls himself an asshole, and I guess some people... I would agree with that but he i as i said in my tweet i think he's uh, an asshole in the nicest way as in he's trying to get as much out of the crowd so that everybody has a good time as possible and so i enjoyed that uh ryan seaman i saw, ran into him later on in the day and talked to him for quite a while uh, a a nicer um and uh more genuine guy you're you're gonna have a hard time finding just had a really enjoyable conversation with ryan hadn't talked to him since black mass so it was a lot of fun to be able to talk to him and also uh uh talk to, to him about what a fantastic drummer he is just uh you know you don't really realize it um when because the guys played in a variety of different bands over the years so he can play every every style imaginable and you don't under you don't really know when a guy's playing in a certain style with a certain band all of the different things that he can do. But you know sometimes when you, if you watch really carefully, you see Ryan uh, doing stuff that um, is outside of the norm for what would fit into uh, what Falling in Reverse does, and that's when you're really impressed. Your eyes kind of light up, and and you see what a tremendous drummer he is. So. Plus, a really good guy. Complimentary of other people, excited for their success. Talked about CC winning the uh, best drummer award, which Ryan has been nominated for in the past as well, um, and uh, how excited he was for CC and how CC, what a great guy CC is, and it couldn't be, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And, you know, again, that's the kind of stuff that you get from, from people that are a part of this scene who have been doing it for a number of years, who have gone to the award ceremonies, who are rooting for each other, um, and it makes you feel really good. You know, Blackville and originally in 2011, the first time they played Warp Tour, they weren't really accepted, and there was a lot of animosity and people who weren't really excited about Blackville being um, on the, the uh, warp Tour. And here we are five years later, and Blackvale and Andy and the band members are, uh, you know, they're accepted, and they're friends, and they've been around long enough that people look at them and say, this is a legitimate band who's sold uh, a million records and has had four gold uh, albums, and Andy now is doing solo work that people like and they enjoy. So, yeah, it's a good, it was, all in all, everything was really positive. Had a great day at Warp Tour, had a great day at the, uh, at the, uh, Obviously, at the APMAs earlier in the week. And I just want to wrap this up by saying that uh, um, the interviews that you're going to be hearing fo- following this are Will Gold of uh, Creeper, Juliet Sims, Andy Bearsack and Christian Coma of Blackville Brides, Caleb Shomo of Beartooth, Levi Benton of Miss May I, Cody Carson of Set It Off, JR of Less Than Jake, Gustav Wood of Young Guns. Matt Heffy of Trivium, Austin Knight of Waterparks, and various Blackville Brides fans. Thanks a lot, guys. Till the next podcast. I'll see you later.